0: I am unashamed. What about you? All right. We're uh, back on Unashamed. We've got the ladies uh, of Unashamed here with us uh, for a second go-around. We're excited about that. It's always a blessing to have you. Welcome. Uh, Jill's still here. Sans Zach. He's still on a plane somewhere over the Fruited Plains, I guess. Uh, (laughs) That's right. You know, for us, we just go into the next podcast, but for the audience, it's been a couple of days, so that's why we... Yeah,
1: it's a long plane ride. Yeah,
0: no, we've all plane. been sitting here for two days. <laughs> two days. We've been waiting to do do this again. Um, so uh, I had I had one thing I'm going to ask, but Josh, you said you said you had something you wanted
2: to. Oh, with. well, somebody was saying in between our podcast here. Uh, no, Jill said that about Lisa's a really good gift giver, and I'm not sure who one of y'all last night. Sent us by way of BK. How old's BK now? 12?
3: 15. (laughs) <laughs> good
1: right. She's lived down the street for how many years? <laughs> DK is 15 Jeez. and Carly I is was 17. was
2: doing so good on my stories until yeah. right there at that moment. See, babe, look.
1: You asked. Right. I did not say Lisa's the one who She does
2: look me. like she's 12. Not me. Based she on a true
0: story, Yeah. she's 12 to 15. <laughs> oh, and that And Dad, by the way, she was five for five the other day in the duck line, Jay told me. Five for five. For five for five, yeah. I think they were... They were all grounds Yeah, they were. But still, she shot
2: five ducks, which is good, impressive. So she, uh, she brought some homemade—I don't even know what—cream cheese pies that uh, I made some pies. I made a pie for Dad. Dad, you got. But it's one thing to make the pie; it's another thing to send one down down the street. street. That was really nice. Well, when she
1: walked in, it was a—I don't know—it was a coffee box or something. She just walked in the front door, you know. I was like. What what you got? I thought something was delivered to the wrong address or something. Nothing exciting. She popped that open. I was like, oh, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. And I said, your mama just brought us a king cake yesterday yeah, morning after that's... standing in 29-degree weather, you know, mm-hmm. to get the best king cakes. And she just brought one and dropped it off. You know, Anna, she comes in, never says a word. She just lays it on the counter. She's like And that. walks out. I'm like, we're just down here receiving gifts.
2: We're just That's we're receiving. That's our job for the weekend. <laughs> Better to give than receive. but we're, blessed <laughs> to give than receive. Oh boy, this place is. <laughs> this, this is, is an nice. awesome place so, to live.
1: If those have come down from Lisa, the gift giver. Good job, Lisa. Because uh, I
2: would like appreciate. to know.
1: <laughs> would
4: you Would you agree? I'd like to move to the mark. Whether here, this one.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, Thank you. You Dad.
4: see all these. You you see all of these. Ads. I mean, I nauseum. Just a lot of about getting food to your house and various dishes and the the best kind of dishes. But in the midst of all this, speaking of marriages, cooking or whatever you're not going to cook, but you're going to get it shipped in there. But it's a it's a big factor in all this, in my humble opinion. I mean, just the it's work. I mean. <laughs>
2: Well, it's acts of service, you know. Yeah, Yeah.
4: but when you have gifts, somebody brings you a pie that took the time. To make the pie, I mean these these pies are really good, Al.
2: Yeah, that's what I was saying. It wasn't like you bought the pie, which was no. nice, but I mean they're they're uh, labor
0: intensive. Yeah, uh, we're trying to fatten Dad up a little bit. He's had coming off some back issues, yep. and so I was thinking about your health, Dad. Most time you make a pie, like I'm it's in not like for your health. Dad, Lisa and I are in like <laughs> no pie mode. We're in the yeah. no pie zone. But we're trying to fatten that up a little bit. So you made it
1: and did not partake?
0: I did not partake. Wow. No, that's... You know, yeah. Most people want to
4: lose weight. You know, when they get my age, I hear me running around. We're trying. I, to, I started losing weight, but I brought it on down to. Somebody said
0: you got a little you too need,
4: You need to get we're trying to, to bring Dad You need to gain some yeah, weight. Yeah, you need yeah. to get heavier. I'm like, yeah. And
0: then Dude, Jason missed it with only the only couple I knew that could stand to eat some pie. So I was like, <laughs> we'll send them some pie. I
2: keep waiting for that moment to when it catches up to me. I guess when it happens, I'll you know.
0: Had to go out
2: yeah. But at this, get. my metabolism. I think is... you
1: were named correctly after Cy, yeah. Silas. you. My
2: pains, the right <laughs> my pains are no longer sharp
4: and knife-like. You know, in, in your back, it's it's not severe pain. Yep. I'm down now, just a dull ache. But I didn't, sit a lot. I can tell you I feel better. It's just, yeah.
0: And and the podcast audience is glad to have you back. And so yep. we. So that was a rough one. So, uh, yeah, Lisa, the gift giver. So I got a question. So before we get back into our text, uh, uh, and I want to go around because last time we went around and talked about how long we've been married, Um, and I wanted uh, us to tell uh, some kind of story, a humorous story would be appreciated, of something funny that happened either at your wedding or your honeymoon, something that you could share with our audience now, what
2: do we have a rating for this? Oh oh, it's a I'm podcast, sorry. so you can make it whatever you want. I'm just,
1: scared, can I leave the room? Uh,
0: for I know so, what Jace's should. Be, I have a feeling
1: but, I know
3: what he's going to share.
0: Jill, do you want to? Do you pressure. have one to start us? Why? Because oh. Jason is there Contemplating. How, I
3: know what I know what I Jill do. should be because I can yeah. tell <laughs> one.
0: I can tell one for everybody, but I, you have one, Jill. So,
5: Oh, yeah. In fact, mine involves you, Al. Um, mm-hmm. Al <laughs> was actually one of the ministers at our wedding. Um, we actually had two ministers, Mary, Zach, and I, because we just, you know, we need twice two the blessing. Ministers.
2: You're, you're so <laughs> yes, gregarious. You need <laughs> double <laughs> barrel.
5: Yes, we need two. And we get to the part that, you know, every woman, you know, you dream about your wedding, you have plans, you know, it's going to be this perfect day. And, you know, I, my wedding was that way. I had watched Father the Bride my whole life and I wanted my wedding to be like that, just updated a little bit in years. And so you get to that moment when they ask for the ring, you know, this is like, this is going to make it official. And Zach, you know, minister turns to Zach, you have the ring. And he realizes that he doesn't have the ring, that he forgot the ring. In the room where all the men get ready, so he just shakes his head. And I like—is he saying no? He doesn't have the ring, or no? He's—he's—he's he's, he's not going to profess his love to me in this moment. <laughs> he changed so, his
0: mind. And it was not it wasn't a big head shake. It was like a little, like a, like it, it a. was like a, like, oh a, God. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> like a Jan. <laughs> yeah, it was like. Mm, mm. <laughs> he was trying so, not to let anybody see, but the inner circle of the little wedding party. <laughs>
5: So if that wasn't enough, we realize he's forgotten the ring. So upon that realization, my dad, who was sitting on the front row, just like, are you kidding me? Like he forgot the ring. So he just leans his head back, like laughing and then half like, are you kidding me? And we have these candelabras on the end of the, each of the owl, and he hits one of them. And here goes this candle flying back. Well my eight month pregnant cousin who was sitting on the second row catches the candle mid-fly and just sort of brings it back up this I mean our whole wedding was like something out of like comedy zone I mean it was it was crazy <laughs> the
0: fire was flying it was it was like a, something out of a movie it was very funny and so then we everybody pretended. just laughed and then we faked it we we just acted mm-hmm. like they were putting a ring on
5: I mean, I don't know if we're really married to this day. Does it count? (laughs) I
0: think by now it's common law, so you're good. (laughs) So what about what about y'all? Have you decided on which babe?
1: (laughs) No.
4: I'm
2: I'm not going first in this.
1: I don't remember much about our wedding. I think I was so stressed all day long. I think that's what What were you stressed out about, man? I mean, first of all, if your dad was even going to show up, he didn't even come to Alan and Lisa's wedding, so I wanted him to be at our wedding. <laughs> and he, he came. Was <laughs> Phil there or yeah, he,
2: was there? he, came. he came. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he came. He came. Yep. he actually had on well, a nice I'm glad
4: shirt. to hear that. I thought I was fixing to get on uh, the bus now. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, well, you we can. have the
1: pictures to prove it. Yeah, he was there. Yeah. No, but you say, that's fine. No, I mean it's, I- it's in all of our books, I'm sure.
2: Well you know we uh we did it the old fashioned way as far as uh you know we were virgins when we got married, so in my mind i was uh I'm not gonna lie, I spent most of the ceremony looking down your uh top part of your dress. <laughs> <laughs> what? What?
4: What? What? Where is it?
2: <laughs> well, I was just like it
1: was not showing. I can promise you. <laughs> no, but I
2: had a very unique angle at uh, when I was standing, <laughs> and I was like,
0: he felt like now he could look. So I like, thought, I mean, you, I, you were hours away. I, right? Well,
2: I'd already signed the papers, <laughs> and they already had them, and so I'm like, it's legal. This is a formality. I can look at this now without any guilt. And so, one of the things I, you, I basically spent the whole ceremony looking down at
4: grass. You dress. told me later, you know, he said, well, Daddy, it was kind of like a the first hour was a study of the human
2: anatomy. Well, it was. We'll get to you know, that. Where is, every, I, I, I where was getting, is everything? <laughs> I was to
1: make this lawn and drawn out.
2: Okay,
4: so in my mind, so I've done
2: the stairs.
4: Yeah, I was listening to him. I'm like, what?
2: And now we're getting in the car, and. uh We were, you know, we're heading out. And uh, so I'm like, okay. I mean, I had already, this is what's on my mind. And I was like, okay, now what? And Missy was like, I'm really hungry. You want to stop at Wendy's? And I was like, do what?
1: (laughs) Well, the weddings weren't like they are now where you feed everybody, you know, a five course meal. You have cake and punch. And you basically we had one bite of each cake, and then we were on our way. We're starving.
2: Yeah, so we went to. He was viewing.
4: He was viewing a stop at a quick stop as a waste of time.
2: Yeah, I was thinking (laughs) that's at least twenty minutes delay (laughs) than what I was thinking. Where this looking
0: down the dress. Where this
2: was headed. I'm
1: glad I didn't know this. I would have been scared to death, even more than I already was. You
4: fulfilled the text in the Bible that says. You know, marriage, make it it official before God. I mean, by fulfilling that, I mean, a lot of people out there are listening to you say this. They said, you know what? He's saying my best course of action is Mm -hmm. to wait.
2: Yeah. Well, now, I will tell you, having said that since Phil brought it up, the first night was not this, you know, TV version romance. I mean, it was more of just like, okay. Where do I start? Here we go. Uh, we didn't but, even uh,
1: accomplish the objective as yeah, I remember. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it was a slow it was a slow moving train <laughs> like a glacier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like
4: why, where does that go? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
5: Oh, <gosh>. oh <laughs> God, let's move on to somebody else. I'm dying. No, I think this is amazing, <laughs> y'all. This should Our be the audience highlight is listening of that to this podcast. No, I, the, I will say this. And they're not
4: believing what you're
2: saying. They're not believing that. Well, there's some people delete. Well,
1: we're not going to relive it. So yeah.
2: No, we'll but know. look, there, I will say this. I will on the positive to get off all that. I mean, because I didn't feel any shame or any guilt or embarrassment even though I mean look the practical application is if you're both virgins it's just not it, it I think it was I think we did pretty much what we were supposed to do it was more of an investigation yeah but uh it started you know it started it start it started the train leaving the station you know because <laughs> obviously we figured it out we got a bunch of kids and all that so but I I do think I remember thinking I'm surprised that I'm not 'Cause I was nervous about it until it was there. I was not embarrassed. We, I was not and
0: Jason and I had had a long conversation um about you know older brother, married brother.
2: Yeah, we went frog shit. hunting for my and bachelor party. Hunting, and we, we and, and nothing happened that we talked about that I thought was gonna happen. So but it's okay. Well, but I'm we what had saying to in a family,
0: that's the way it should be handled. <laughs> it, it you talk about that that's that's the normal biblical those are good things yep. not bad things so very it's, mu- very much so yes yeah, the way it should be instead yep. of the way it's
2: unfortunately done most times you know I mean I will say this uh and I think the reason we had a good foundation is because we both love Jesus and our our relationship was not based on the physical I mean it really never was while we dated. And so uh, I think that was a positive thing looking back on it. It's a positive I mean, uh, thing. It really was. No doubt.
5: I-, I just think it's so cool that y'all are sharing the story. I know you don't want this to be, but I-, I think it's so important because so many of our young kids are fed the lie that, well, well, two things, that sex is the most important of everything in a marriage. So there's like, it's like, it's all about the sex or they're also fed this idea. If you wait until you're married, then your sex is going to be this just, off-the-charts movie rock star experience, and it's it's just, it's a lie <laughs> because yeah. just like anything, it's work, it's commitment, it's being vulnerable with one another. It's, I don't know, I just, I, I love that y'all shared that. I wish, I think more kids need to, to hear the truth and, and be like, oh, okay, you mean, you know, sex isn't the be-all, end-all, and it's going to take some work. Like, when's the last time some young kids have heard that message, as opposed to, oh, just put on something sexy and, like, do it, you know? Yeah. Like, it's beautiful. Well, at the end of the
2: day. Here
4: comes your kids, you know, because you figured it out. So here come your children, which opens up another door of raising children. Uh, that's a big one. In the midst of your being married for whatever a year, two, three, here comes the children. You're like, oh, ooh. you don't realize the work has started. It's a work. It's work.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And it's <clears throat> it's more than one component. Let's take a break. We talk a lot about that, and in fact, Lisa and I are teaching uh, in our marriage refresh this weekend. Uh, about sex and the idea that the physical component is only one of three. I mean, emotional and spiritual are also all part of that component, of how God made us. And if, you know, two out of three are unhealthy, the whole thing's going to be unhealthy. And so that's part of that that we have to teach, you know, our young people going through the process. So it's all part of it.
3: I love that that whenever Jace talked about that there was no shame because they didn't have anything to compare
2: the yeah.
3: other to.
2: Yeah, it kind of hit me in that moment.
3: Exactly. Because yeah. whenever you have been with somebody else or your partner has been with somebody else, then you think about, well, I wonder if I measure up to somebody else. And neither mm-hmm. one of y'all had that.
2: Yeah. Which and was that nice. is a
3: blessing. I mean, that that that's the way I, I really believe that's why God made it that way, or one of the Mm -hmm. reasons why is because there is no comparison. You have nothing, no one to measure up to.
2: Yeah, there's an innocence there that we kind of laughed about and, uh, I mean, I remember it was just kind of comical. Yeah. But uh, yeah,
0: it was, that happened. So I've told the story before, but I'll tell it quickly so we can get in our text, but Lisa and I, we only, we got married from one week to the next because I didn't believe in long engagements which is one of the reasons why dad wasn't our wedding. He already had a duck call trip plan, but, uh, we, uh, so in the, since we got married from one week to the next from fr- our short engagement, Lisa's family were, were not coming to the wedding. <clears throat> in fact, she had moved in with my grandparents for that week prior. So she was driving my grandparents car and she ran out of gas. And so she and my grandpa thought they were putting gas in it. And they put kerosene in the car
4: Whew, I bet that created a little smoke.
0: <laughs> so. It didn't work too well. Made it uh, about halfway up Lee and yeah. uh, about a mile, and uh, died on us on the way to the wedding. And so uh, it was an old Ford LTD. And so I we, was
3: already there. Lisa so. was
0: already there. Her family relented at the last minute, decided they would support the wedding. And um, so, Jace, I got a no yeah. <laughs> as well. Just a
2: few I think minutes we before. all had that in and me, you, yeah. and Willie. Yeah, I all had the I think Jeff was the only one that got a yes. But uh, all the three, yeah, I, I think that's the only time Willie ever came to my house Uh, without a pre-arrangement. Remember, he, he, they showed up and was like, I mean, her parents said no. Yeah.
0: And oh, like,
3: we know. Oh, yeah. oh, we know it they happened said it, at it loudly house. at yeah. our house. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had it out at our house. But anyway, so <clears throat> my grandpa happened to come by in his Ford Fiesta, which was basically a, a tin can that would hold about three people, <laughs> and so uh, eight of us piled in that thing and went to my wedding in that Ford Fiesta. You remember it, Mom? We were I was eight, there. Yeah, Jace was there. We were hanging outside that, that thing, and we went to my wedding, got married. So.
2: it was a kind of an old timey, you know, old it was about timey. About thirty preacher. of us in the yeah. preacher's
0: living room. I uh, had the cake and punch, as you described, Missy, and then we ate at Popeyes, was our instead of Wendy's. So <laughs> it was quite the happening. <clears throat> and we've already heard about y'all's wedding. Fifteen dollars. Do you? Well, we can go watch the movie. Or yeah, whatever.
5: we'll watch. <laughs> what? What you don't. Or- than blindmovie.com.
4: The blind movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jill. Just so everyone will know if, if that that uh, movie is a hit, just remember it did its job on teetotal embarrassment on my part to watch it. I mean, I was like, you're not a living.
3: Well, it just Dra- shows you drag- how God works. That's right. It's yeah. all been forgiven, yeah. Phil. Yeah.
4: That's right.
6: Just shows you how God works. It still,
4: still shows you misery. Misery comes mm-hmm. from a lot of places.
6: Because he had a lot of issues, even after he became a Christian, straightened up because of the, he couldn't trust me. He was had the worst weakness. Because
4: you don't learn to trust somebody else until you trust yourself. Yeah. When I started, it took well, exactly. him a lot of when years. I, when to I could trust, trust me, step. as far as I could see me, that's when
2: I began to trust others. And the problem is that trickles down to the kids because failures tell me, "Never trust a woman," you yeah, know. That's so what I'm saying it took me about five or six years in marriage before I finally realized, you know, I, I need to quit doing that. I mean, I, I need to quit believing that. But that—that's kind of what happens.
0: Well, you mentioned it, Jason, the last podcast that everybody comes into marriage with baggage, everybody. And so <clears throat> you're going to bring things in from the way you were raised, good and bad. And so Lisa and I have done many, many hours of premarital counseling with couples. And we spend most of our time, to be honest, not necessarily talking about you know, future stuff. We talk about past stuff because that's what you bring in. And so you've got to decide what you want to leave at the door when you go into the relationship and you got to decide what you want to build on to make better. And so, you know, we're all going to build on better things from our family, but then we're going to leave some things back that we don't want to repeat. So that's just all part of marriage. So we hope that these texts are going to be a blessing for you guys that are out there. And Jace mentioned in the last podcast, look, there's a lot of single people out here. You may never get married. You may be like Paul said, you know, Mm -hmm. and have that gift of not, you know, celibacy, but for most, a lot of you are going to get married. And we got one of our crew members here that's about to get married. So it's, all this is good advice for going into relationships.
1: I, I well. want to speak to that because I know Paul said that, you know, it's better if you don't marry. I don't know, you know, from what personal experience that he's actually He was saying that 2000
0: years ago in his right, context.
1: Too, but so. like for me, real, I mean even though marriage has been difficult and hard and a lot of ups and downs, I wouldn't want it. I don't. I don't want to be single. I want my life with Jace. It's been full. We have beautiful children from that. Now grandchildren. We have. I think a beautiful life and full life, and we share a lot of spiritual goodness in our marriage. And so, if I had to do it again, I'd, I'd do it again, because I think that he's helped me spiritually, and that when I look at my children, they saw that we were flawed but that we loved Christ and they all love Christ and Reed and Brighton are doing amazing in their marriage. So I don't know. I I mean, I'm not going to disagree with a biblical writer, but if it was me, I don't want to stay single. And so, but, but I will say I'm not, I think my bar was high. Even though I was young, my bar was high because of the way that I was raised in the word and in the church. And so I want that same bar to be high for my children to pick a spiritual mate and pray that every single day of their lives yeah, they've
4: done well so far one,
1: one out of four Yeah. so we got three left but you know i mean Reed picked a beautiful a beautifully spiritual woman yeah. and they're raising their children in the lord as young as they are they already know children's songs about the lord and the yeah. stories and all of that because they're being very intentional
0: you bring up a great point because you know, to an audience that obviously we're a spiritually minded, biblical podcast, and to those that are out there listening, <clears throat> a lot of young people, you're you're better off doing as much as you can ahead of a marriage than once you get married. Even though this context is, you know, once you're married, you're trying to win somebody, mm. you, you you have a lot more leverage <laughs> going I in. I mean, than I'd you like to have. be
1: directing that and <clears throat> saying, if you're engaged right now to an unbeliever, break it off break it off or try to uh get Jesus in them before don't think that once i get married i'm going to be able to change him or her don't do it That's just right. don't do it
0: what what do you Good think advice. about
5: that yeah i agree i you know i always tell my kids you know when you're i said the second the the biggest the most important decision you'll ever make is to surrender your life to Christ and the second is who you choose to marry because um you know it's you are marrying their whole person. And so I tell them, you know, whatever it is that if you, you know, annoys you about them or if they have any little ticks, or if they're not a believer, like times that by 10 or 100 in your marriage. And it, and that's what, you know, because like I'll always say to my kids, if they say anything about their significant other, I'll say, okay, times it by 10, times it by 100. You go with that. You go with that. And it's just thinking too, like, you know. Of course, none of us are going to be perfect, and we're all going to enter into marriage with these annoyances and backgrounds. But to Missy's point, like if you are grounded in faith, if you have a commonality in Christ, you can overcome anything, truly, if you have that common bond in Christ. Um... If Zach and I did not have Christ at the center of our marriage, I can pretty much rest assured we would not be married today. I don't, I don't know how we would have navigated it without him. And so I cannot stress enough to my kids or to anyone that's watching, don't settle on, you know, don't, don't have that mindset, well, we'll we'll focus on that when it doesn't work that way. And you know, that y'all having the common bond in Christ is is your foundation and it's so important. And so don't set that aside. Don't minimize it. Don't think, like Missy said, I'll change them when. It's it's just
4: What's the divorce rate now? 50, Fifty, sixty, something
0: like that? It depends. I mean it's over fifty. It, it's over fifty overall, but if you if you factor in the idea of Christianity and spiritual and a lot of other things, it's much higher not. I hear people say oh it's the same, but that's not true. Um, it's its much higher and then it's much higher for second, third, and fourth marriages. The the numbers are astronomically higher and we know why, because you take all your bad habits with you into a relationship. When you keep running from one relationship to another, you're just taking yourself with you in every one of those. Let's take another break.
3: I was gonna to say too, even with Carly, um, because I try to take an active role with Carly and talking to her about who she dates, but she's, she's our
0: seventeen year old granddaughter.
3: Yeah. Um she um and she's dating a you know, a really great young guy right now. But I told her, I said, Carly, you don't even wanna date someone who is not a believer because if if the evil one believes that this is somebody that can pull you off the rails, that's exactly who you're going to fall in love with. I mean, he will set that up to pull you down. So don't even date someone. Don't even get involved with someone who is not a believer. And, and then that way you don't even, you don't, you're not, you won't even marry someone who's not a believer. So, you start there. That that should be your first thing. Whenever you, you know, kind of like what you say, Phil, whenever you're looking for someone to date, um, and you always say, do they carry a Bible? You know? Um, are they, they a believer? Have a job? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's number two with Carly. All right, Carly, do they carry a Bible, and do they have a job? Um,
5: have they graduated
3: high school. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I believe... The number one thing that that you should be talking to your kids, grandkids, whoever you're mentoring, um, should be: Are they believers?
0: Well, and I think <clears throat> that's being fair to this text because Peter is saying it's going to be really difficult if if you're, and then Paul says the same thing in First Corinthians seven. He says, "I want you to remain in your marriage, but it's going to be hard," and he and he acknowledges that it's there's difficulty. Uh, to remain in this situation, I, I want to speak faith, family, and
4: marriage. That 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 pretty well, because y'all held true to that. You got Willie, Corey, yep. their children. You got Jeff, the, his crew. You say they're all they all have the family and church pattern. Right. It's at play right now. Would you agree?
0: Yes. And and we have been super blessed to for all of us to remain together. And and that's again, that's that we definitely have swam, swam upstream in mm-hmm. our culture.
1: But we've also relied on each other a lot in our marriages as a family, into Phil and Kay as well, just for I mean, I remember showing up at y'all's house. Young, stressed, and griping about, you know, Jace and y'all talking me down and talking Dude, us through it. <laughs> so, and, <laughs> this is and nice then. News to me. You never then, knew. I'm it. just saying. I think that it's been a blessing to have a large family surrounding us it and, really has. and supporting us.
6: I want to say one thing. When my grandmother, because I stayed more with her than I did my mama, they ran their store. And I remember the little bit of memories I have a papa that was my nanny's husband, and them as they carried on, which I remember what was, they had two double beds with a nightstand in between. But every night, they so old, but they reached across and they held hands and, uh, you know, just little things like that. It was so touching. And then I remember, well, the two rocking chairs in front of her heater and she would read the Bible to to Papa. She would read it. And, I mean, the best she could. She wasn't that good because, you know, they didn't have uh a, a education, everything like that. But there were so many things that I observed in that, you know, that it was just like, wow. I mean, I, you could know they loved each other. You could know it wasn't perfect. And— you know, all kind of Every things. Every night
4: when Kay goes to sleep, there's a hand that comes through the covers, and and it just sits there, that hand. And I'm like, I grab that hand. She squeezes mine, then pulls the hand back. <laughs> then we're going to sleep. That's
2: good. <laughs> you, know, well, you got a romantic side. I room. never knew that. Yeah,
0: just to make sure everybody's
2: still
4: there. I I'm right? just telling you, when, when Grandma was talking about, you know, that, that position, you know, yep. You know that's every every night that hand comes out of the just cupboard. Make sure, yep.
1: Checking for a pulse. We should have or put or that, that in, in the
2: movie?
4: Well, you know, you. I think it's just a. All right. Go, well, I hope Missy. Sleep on it, I hold you know Missy
2: Missy's hand a lot because she's cold nature, and <laughs> that's uh, true.
1: It warms
4: me. So
2: up, always, but. even yesterday, because I thought she's probably cold in here because it was a little in drafty, charge, and I grabbed yeah. her hand, and sure enough, <laughs> it like felt ice. like <laughs> like two ice cubes. I mean, it's just a little way.
6: It's yeah. a little thing. so yeah. I'm if like, if
2: you I mean, think warm about it, it's the little up. things, yeah, like I'd that. Think so, but if somebody I feel walked left by, out not
5: having <laughs> Zach here to say something nice about me,
2: yeah. <laughs> My point
4: is, if you never see the hand come out from the covers, and there's a little squeeze, something's not right there. That, that's yeah. a. I mean that's that's kind of solidifies what we're doing here. Yeah. Here's my hand, what it And
6: okay. never did I know he took that and noticed it or anything. So if you're working the night shift, there is no
1: hope for you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> there you go. I think he just beats at some point you gotta acknowledge, you know. In a sweet way, what you have, yep.
3: Jill, your man could never do what he does without having you at home. To no no doubt, the home front
0: wrangling all
2: those kids. Thank you,
3: thank you. So let's
0: uh, (laughs) let's take another break. So, Jill, I want I want to speak to before we run out of time on the podcast because, especially us having a all the men on this podcast, we couldn't speak much to verses three and four of uh, first Peter three, but a lot of men have tried through the years. And Jace mentioned this in the last podcast that there've been a lot of things that have come out of this text that have probably created as much controversy in church settings as anything about, rules made for well especially
2: women. this tech because you have you see religious groups who go from one extreme to the other. Yeah. you know they'll take this verse and say well don't wear makeup yeah. or you know don't wear pants or, wear or and they're basing it on here but they're With, still
1: bright hair they're which in my opinion clothes, i'm like so, yeah
2: if that was the tone of it wouldn't you walk around naked because it said your beauty shouldn't come from fine clothes. Well, let's just not wear them. They're like, well, wait a minute. Now we have clear <laughs> I'm modesty. Past. Yeah. So what well, I mean, Adam
5: and Eve were naked and unashamed. Well, so maybe we're also. I'm just thank kidding. You. Well, you're seeing what I'm
2: saying. It's it's like people try to interject their their kind of a law here. So when it was
0: not the intention. So yeah, first of all, let's let's talk about that. Why does he bring that up in this context? Because it's a little bit strange to me that he brings it up here. I mean, he he is setting the context because he's going to bring up Sarah and her spirit at the back end of this, and he's talking about this spirit of a woman in a situation where she's got an unbelieving husband. So why does he bring this up, and why do you think? What do you think he means by it? How do you apply that into a general thing without making it a rule that women can't wear jewelry, makeup, or fix their hair?
1: I think we need a lot more than one segment of a podcast
5: for that.
0: All right, you got four (laughs) minutes. Go. I
5: think you need to bring us all on for a full segment on just that verse. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Fix it in post. Yeah, I think that this, you know, we tend to look at our culture now and think, oh, we're so obsessed with the external. And we are, and it's, you know, it's everywhere, but that's not new. There's nothing new under the sun. Scripture says that. I I think women struggled with this back in these days, just like they do. It's like, okay, if I want his attention, then maybe I just make myself sexier or I make myself more beautiful or I make myself more appealing. You know, we've always struggled with settling for that cheap fruit of affirmation through our sex appeal. I've struggled with that. I mean, I, I wrote a book about how shallow I uh, was and still am in some regard. God is working on me. But I think, you know, God's point throughout Scripture and, and, and using Peter to write these words is always just this. He, he wants us to invest in things that are eternal. He wants us to invest in things that will last. Through, and I don't know about you, ladies, but
4: through wholesome, I,
3: through wholesome yeah, things. I,
5: I'm you know? not physically the woman I was at 20. Are y'all physically the woman you mm-hmm. were at 20?
3: I'm twice the woman I was at 20. <laughs> <laughs>
5: like if, almost. If,
3: I mean, this woman marriage, here, this
4: woman seated next to me here. Her children now are approaching 60 years old. So.
6: Well, they're your children too. Yeah, <laughs> that's
4: what I'm saying. You look up What's, one day and you say, "Good night, my." Talk about my children are sixties, in their sixties. You say, yeah. whoa. It, it goes
5: by it goes by really fast. And it so really my does. point in saying this is that if we are investing as women, and I say this to my daughter, to girls that are listening, if you are spending so much money investing on your physical, and I'm not saying don't take care of yourself. You can take that to its extent. That's not what I'm saying. But if that is your central focus then you are going to wear yourself out and to no avail. Like, it's not going to work. Eventually, you will not physically be the woman that you once were. But if you are investing in beautifying your soul through the power of the Holy Spirit, and and this is true, like, you get more beautiful with age. Like, age is actually a beautiful thing. Does that make sense?
2: I think it's a throwback to the first chapter where he started when he said, you know, he's given us, the Father's given us through Jesus new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you. I mean, these are the things that don't fade, that, that does not get old, and so, I mean, I, I think he's saying that, what you invest in with your life. Because if you, you're setting yourself up, we talked about, you know, in earlier podcasts about putting your hopes and dreams in broken cisterns, which is, you know, a cistern would hold water, if it's got a crack in it, you look up, there's no water. And point being, anything other than the triune God and his role in your life is eventually going to be a broken cistern. Because you're going to look up and wonder why you're old or why... At some point, there's not enough plastic surgery in the world. They're just like, you know what? You're just going to have to they go with it. They keep trying. But it, <laughs> well, exactly. So, uh,
1: Well, we pass that on to, Jill, you mentioned your daughters. <clears throat> like with Mia, having a child born with a facial problem, a facial defect, a cleft, lip, and palate kind of brings that home to you as a mom and a teacher more than anything else. So what am I teaching my daughter that she, the standards that she has to live up to. I have to be very careful about that because she started believing, and and we've we've been able to cover this in this one of the episodes that's coming up on Duck Family Treasure, where we we had Mia Mufunday, and Mia runs that now. She she takes over. She you know plans it all, and she was able to speak to that in an interview setting with the crew, and what we saw from that. Because we didn't watch it live. We saw kind of a rough cut afterwards. I just bawled like a baby because now at 19 years old, she was able to articulate the lies that she started to believe that she wasn't pretty. That was the word she used. She wasn't pretty. So as a mom, that, you know, I saw it happening, but I couldn't do anything about it. And now she realizes that her prettiness doesn't come from her flaws. Her prettiness comes from being created by someone who loves her more than anything else in the entire world and that she was not a mistake. And so to parent someone like that is a responsibility, but not just for her, it's for all, for all young girls because they are under a visual pressure now more than any time in history with Instagram. They're taking hundreds of pictures to get the perfect exact one to put there to show how Authentic, they are authentically beautiful. It's ridiculously backwards. And spending an hour editing, editing them, right? And then so so Mia and all her friends are looking at that, and she's like, "I'll I'll never be able to measure up to that, no matter what filters I use. I'm not going to be able to measure up to that." And so when when Peter talks about you know being being and having some being and having something that does not spoil or fade. We are going to fade and we did those of us sitting here weren't born with a facial deformity defect so those of people out there who have that already that physical abnormality they feel so set back already none of that matters and they were not a mistake so as women I think we have even more of a responsibility he talks about that with the beauty the more emphasis that we put on that, the more people see the emphasis that we put on that. They either shake their head like, bless your heart, you know, you shouldn't have to do all of that, or why is she? You know, like, is that what I'm supposed to be doing? Is that that important, you know? I mean, I have a friend who's just a few years younger than me who was raised by a mom she could never measure up to. And she has had so many procedures and you know, liposuction and filler and boob jobs and everything else on the planet that you can have because her mom never thought she was good enough and voices that out loud to her. And I thought, I'm I never want to be a mom like that, especially to a daughter who who's already struggling. So encouragement, you you are beautiful, you are smart, you are lovely. You know, does this outfit fit look cute on me? Absolutely. As long as it's modest, whatever you want to wear is awesome. Because I felt like when Mia would ask me, do you like my outfit? Is she really looking for me to say yes or no? No. She is wanting me to say absolutely 100%. Because that's, I think, the role of of us as mom. Two girls, for sure.
0: And this is just me outside of the biblical narrative. But I, I only know from Hollywood, I guess, and everything else you see in culture, but I'm one of those kind of people when I see people on television or whatever. If people, women I'm talking about, grow old naturally, just actresses, people you see, they don't have work done. I think they look better just growing old naturally. Like I'm always disappointed when I see an actress, somebody I always enjoyed. I thought they were pretty and then they have work done and I see a movie and you I'm go, like oh.
1: Me too. I do the because same thing. Because it was like they they were,
0: they were just ruined it. Uh, like now they can't smile because their face is frozen in time. I remember we watched a movie. I'm not going to bring it up. Gasping for yeah. flaws. But I was like it ruined the movie. I said I don't want to watch this. I did the same she one was like, recently. was like what?
1: What should she actually do yeah. instead of the role she was playing? Like why did she have to do that? But
0: I mean that's just me as a person. Like yeah. who cares what I think. But I'm saying so I think it just doesn't, it's seems unnatural to me and so I guess to this text what would the way the Almighty made us because women mm. will say ah men say that they could but nobody I think, says anything they, about them because you know they can grow old and and everybody thinks it looks great it was because they're dashing and their gray hair and all that but I mean I've, I've always felt like it works both ways like yeah it, it looks more natural is better
2: I do think it comes back to this submission and this servanthood heart though it's like because we all want to know why you know, something's happening or why I have to do this. You know, that's the bit. When you get to these types of texts, you know, and, and we've all had our share, especially with women saying, well, just why? Why do I have? I mean, and they're wanting to know. But when you think about it, if you're asking God why, that means you don't, you're not wanting to trust because then it's no longer surrendering if you knew why. Because then you would feel like, okay, well, I'm, I'm back in control. It's really a control thing. It, once you know why, you, there's no longer a, a, a trust. So, I mean, that's why I think you have to figure out the beauty of it in comparison to Jesus because I you, this is what kind of helped me get my head around this. If someone said, all right, I'm going to give you full control of your life to make all decisions and you know, you're going to have the ability to do whatever you want to. Well, then your first question would be, well, at what age would I pick to make those decisions? Fifteen? Well, you, everybody would say, well, of course not. You're an idiot at 15, you know, and you're not now. I mean, it's all relative. And, and I think that's why the submission gets back to the pay, uh, gets back to the place that you got to realize we're terrible at controlling our own life, and we mess up. That's why we need God, and that's why we ultimately surrender based on what, what Jesus did. So all I'm saying is I just think it's a lie that if you're smart enough and beautiful enough and, you know. All people it, like you. yeah, Yeah, <laughs> that somehow it's going to guarantee success when it's not going to work unless you do it from the inside
0: out. Well, I mean, I think a good we, point. we could all say, and I'll say it for sure, that Lisa is a great example of that. Like For the first 15 years of our marriage, she struggled with how she looked, how she felt like other people saw her. Certainly, our marriage suffered as a result of that. And when she finally submitted to Christ at the 15-year mark of our marriage— it was amazing because an inner beauty began to flow out, and she's only looked better with age, and everybody's recognized. No, it's true.
2: No, it's I true. mean, I people have recognized I mean, it's that. Like, Lisa, Look, you've done well, girl. Yeah. I've seen the same thing in our show. You know, we do a TV show, and you have people, and, and we have a plan and different things. But we're my biggest thing is I want it to be authentic because to me that's what people want to see it's just like this this podcast i mean we may not get everything you know doctrinally exactly right you know but we're authentic this is what we believe and we're sincere and i think you got to have that in marriage it's like you know i'm proud that my wife she's real she's authentic you know she's not trying to fake anything and so at the end of the day you know reality is is what it is and the things that matter come from above that's just the bottom line. I mean, if you put your all your hopes and dreams, even on a positive thing, if if she elevated me above Christ, well, what happens when I'm no longer here? Or, well, her, then she crashes. It, it has to be bigger than what's happening on this planet. And
1: it's more than rules. It, it's yeah. just it's a it's a way of life. It's more than the rules and these examples that Peter listed here. Because I think we can all agree that we're talking about extreme and putting that before our spiritual life. I mean, I'm looking around. We're All of us in here color our hair. You know, if we Thank didn't, you. We, you know, we, we all, we yeah, all do. That up. I even have tape-in extensions because, you know, of a medical condition Chase I had two. years ago. Chase so yes. yeah, I, I said my husband is not going to have more hair than me. That was just one of the rules.
2: I don't color my hair, <laughs> but uh, my beard, I'm just trying to – I don't want to look like people when they start – calling me Sai and Phil, I think, I have a problem.
5: I thought I mean, you were saying that Jace had tape-in si. extensions. I was no. about to be well, like, that's wait, why what? You
2: know, my hair yeah. is real, and it's spectacular. But I, 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 I did say it, Jay. Yeah. I was joking. Yeah, But, no, I think that's good, babe. I mean, it's it's like... I mean, I, there's nothing wrong. Just like Lisa the, I says said, she's
0: going to color her hair till the day she dies. Well, when <laughs> and people told me this, when, that, when she dies, that casket stays closed. <laughs>
3: yeah, we're well, not my, having no an open, open casket. No
0: open caskets. <laughs> I got the message. My point is when we
2: talked about. a picture about,
3: on top of it. Picture
0: <laughs> on
2: top. Can of I finish? You in your 20s. Can yeah. I <laughs> finish? When we talked about freedom, <laughs> freedom is finding out the liberating restrictions. I really believe that. That when you have any commitment in any relationship restrictions come come with that we we obviously are loyal to each other and that's one of the, the great qualities we yeah, share you may be
4: proud of your own hair and that it's still relatively dark and you're 76 years old but but the bottom line is it, it it's a non issue It's you know you, you, you get a, you i got shooting pain in my back <laughs> Trade that out for black hair, I guess. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, that's what I was gonna say. Ultimately, we're all we're, we're down, falling they apart. Out yeah. you, you're, you're at some point. There's there's no pill in the world that's gonna keep you sexually right. active. It, right. It's just happening. It's a truth. Right. So, but what I'm saying is, makes when us you
3: long for heaven,
2: but when you first get married, especially in the Chase? world, the people, hand
4: going through the blanket, the little hand <laughs> squeeze, yeah. Party over. I'm trying to get this out. <laughs> Time to go to but sleep. But my
2: point is, in the world, people say, oh, I want to have someone who doesn't change me, who is just a rock star in bed. And, uh, you know, when you start listening to these things, well, th- those people aren't out there, you know. And or or out- at
5: least they're not out there for long, because right. eventually they won't be able to be that. And then they're like <laughs> you know.
2: compatible and, oh, yeah, and I want them to be a Christian. Well, yeah. well good luck. You know it's this. it's a wrong view of marriage your your expectations are way too high going in this look is...
4: this entire discussion, if we just had you are one all of those if days. we just had one word we could put in there that motivates us because of what Jesus who he is and what he did, you say faith in him, you say what's the what's the bottom line on it? Jesus number one, immortality is riding on marriage, how it operates. You say your 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 immortality is riding on it. So yeah. it spurs me to say, Love and good works and get along. There you go. Well and, and cause is riding on something I don't want to blow it now.
2: I know we're going into overtime, but Jill started this whole discussion off right on the first podcast. It's everything you think, it's the opposite you Want to be great, you're going to have to humble yourself. You're if you want to, Leo, you're going to die. It's all those principles that Jesus laid out, and they're all perfect for marriage. So, whatever you think it is, think the opposite. That ought to be where you ought to start.
0: So, I see mom's hand through the blanket, which means we're out of time for the podcast. Oh, shoot. So, it's time to go to overtime. Uh, if you want to follow us over, it's blaze TV dot com slash unashamed and here will be my tease for the overtime i'm going to ask the wives and we're going to find out i don't know the answers is it easy or difficult to submit to the men on this podcast is it easy or difficult to live this passage we're going to find out in overtime. i would
2: also like to know the best advice they've ever gotten
0: i have a list outside <laughs> as soon as you get ready for the that's got a list. All all right, Hold that cliffhanger. Hold that. There's your cliffhanger. We'll see you in overdone. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com unashamed.